Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, good morning. You tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio, the realest show on radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm, of course, Clay Edwards. I am live. And the com studios out here, the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza in Flora, Mississippi, broadcasting on 103.9 FM WYAB, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com, as well as on the TuneIn app and Alexa. Just search WYAB. Real quick, man, before mm. I, I will forget this if I don't do it now, and I'll introduce my guests. Happy birthday, happy 11th birthday. To the young Colston Heyman out there this morning. Uh, your dad loves you. Happy birthday. Happy man. birthday, Colston. Uh, in the studio with me here is Sean yurt Karan. Sean, good morning. Good morning. How you doing, Clay? I'm good, man. I'm good. I enjoyed a day off of um, from the car lot yesterday. I still had to get up at 530. I'll come do this. and I, I don't think I sat down and took a breath. Yeah, where you know, was Therese yesterday? I didn't. She went on the show, and she. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I forgot that she wasn't going to be here. I got here, and then I remember running to her at Guns and Gear the other day, <laughs> and she said, um, "Hey, I'm not going to be. I'm going to be out of town or something or another." And, oh, that's right. She's in Ohio. That's what I was talking to her on Facebook. She was camping yeah. or something. Yeah. So I, I got here, and luckily I did just enough show prep that I was able to fall back <laughs> on something. Right. Because we kind of just when, when she's in here, we just kind of wing it a little bit, mm-hmm. and I think it makes for a good conversation, a lot like we do. Yeah, sure. I will mean, make a few notes and. And roll with it. Uh, I was listening to a little Joe Rogan and Dave. Is it Dave Scott? Dave Davy Smith? Dave Smith? I got his name right here. Hold on a second. Dave Smith, stand-up comedian guy and kind of a political commentarist yeah. type guy. And, man, they got to talking about Biden. And yeah. I'm just going to go off the rails here early. Yeah. They got to talking about Biden and uh, re-election and, you know, how he's almost a genius move that he ended up with Kamala Harris because he's insulated himself to the point that they they can't replace him. You mean why? Because nobody wants Kamala. Nobody wants Kamala. Uh, I, do you think they felt that way at the beginning, though? Like uh-huh. I think uh, you think that from the from the front end, the Democrat. I don't know that they. I think they. I mean, I, here's well, what here's speak, my view of Kamala speak, Harris. Speak for yourself. Here's what I'm thinking. Kamala Harris, of course, you know, identity politics. I get that part of it, right? She, on face value, I mean, she was Attorney General of California, Senator from California. And those things. The only problem that I had with her back when she was just running for president, Kamala Harris is a lot like one of those politicians to me that, you know, that they look that they wanted to be class president. You know what I'm saying? They want they've been wanting to be president since they were a little kid. She's and it's on both sides of the aisle, by the way. Look oh, at sure. Ted Cruz. I mean, Ted Cruz is like the white Kamala Harris. Jeb you know? Bush. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, even 
Jeb Bush, for sure, he was in that family. You know, I kind of see how that happens, that whole dynasty family and going back to Prescott Bush and then his dad. And then I get it. But, like, you know, Kamala Harris and people like and Ted Cruz, it's like they just want to be you – know, it's like the movie Election with Reese Witherspoon. You know, it's like I am the best. I am the greatest. And everybody likes me. Like, that's who they – they remind me of. What's the so. one where the guy who used to be president went to go run and run for mayor of a town? Oh, Mooseport. Yeah, that's, that's, something, that's a great movie. Right. A great, I need to go back and watch that again. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, well, so, and, and without diving too much into the Kamala Harris stuff, mm-hmm. uh, real quick, the phone lines are wide open if y'all want to chime in on any of this today. 601-879-0002. Phone line sponsorship is available for the Clay Edwards Show if you want to get your business out there and uh, hear your name as much as we mentioned the Guns and Gear text line. Right, holler, at, holler at your boy, as they say. At clay at wyab.com, and I'll get you that information. Also, the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Had to think about it for a second. <laughs> 769-241-1944. I have no idea what the number is either. I always forget I now that I've... I, I say that number more than any other number I, I could possibly say. I, I had to look at my work phone. To, every time somebody asked me what the number is at Ellis Auto Place, I had to pull up my business card and look. It's but you just, ask that Guns and Gear text line, I know it. <laughs> I think it's because we, we've lived in an age of, like, nobody remembers anybody's numbers anymore, right? Oh, remember when we were kids, you remembered everybody's number, but now, like, we don't, because it's all plugged in our phone. If I go to jail today, the only phone number I know is my dad's, and it's because it used to be my cell phone. Oh, really? That's what, yeah, I know my yeah. mother's phone number. That's the only number yeah. I remember by like, heart. I, I mean, if, you, if you club me upside the head, I may could remember my mom's, because she's had it forever. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll tell you, what, we got a call here. I'm going to put Derek on hold for just a second. What I want to get into before I get to Derek yep. is, uh, I want to lay this out before I forget. I want to get into, when did we quit doing things based on meritocracy in America? And just want you to put that thought in your head. Okay. And when did everything become about equity, diversity, and inclusion? Because what's that movie with Bruce Willis and them where they go on the asteroid and try to blow it in half? Armageddon. To, thank you. My favorite, one of my favorite movies. I of all love time. it. I still watch, every time it comes on TBS, it's like that or Jaws. And I Independence Day. Independence, I if love it. they're on, movies. I stop what I'm doing Me and I too. watch it. Like the Christmas story during the holidays. <laughs> yeah. If it's on, I'm watching. Yeah, like Jaws comes on TBS. I'm like, okay, I can't get up. I've seen this 4,642 times, but I don't care. All right, well, let me use this movie for my analogy here. Yeah. Um, an asteroid's hurling towards Earth. Right. Uh, we got to send our best of our best. Onto this thing mm-hmm. to blow it up to keep it from hitting Earth. We got to split this thing. Do we want diversity hires up there? Because we got to meet a certain quota of gay, black, trans, Hispanic, whatever, white, yada, right. yada, yada. Or do we want the best damn people in the world to go blow this thing up, regardless if they're gay, black, trans, white, other? I mean, I, y'all know how I feel about trans folks, but if a trans folk is the best person for the job, they can blow this thing asteroid up. I'm going to be holding up pro-trans. Let's go, 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 so go. So a trans to. person's got a dress on and they're yeah, in the asteroid drilling, you're down with that, right? Black Lives Matter You shirt. don't care. I'm, I am pro-them. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, I, I'm just telling you, I don't care as long as they're the best person for the job. Gotcha. That, can we get back to that? Because I, I don't care what you are if you're the best person for the mm-hmm. job. Now, marinate on that for a minute. Sure. Let's take Derek's call. Hey, brother, you're on there. Hey, brother, good morning. Um, I'm a little early on the date with this one. Um, I told Jameson I'd definitely call this show sometime and talk about it. But um, I, I kind of lost the um, radio signal. It's kind of going in and out. But um, the reparations thing, this is probably the first time in history I have to agree with somebody like Gavin Newsom. 
You know what I mean? No, I don't. Tell me what you're talking about. Well, you know, Gavin Newsom said, um, told the media, and they're, they're kind of mad at him now, you know, the, the powers that be, that um, he's not in favor of reparation payments or anything like that, at least not yet, he said, because when we talk about reparations, it should be, the main focus shouldn't be on no cash payment. And I'm like, oh, wow, I have to agree with Gavin Newsom for a change. You know what I mean? I mean, if, he, if he's if he's against paying money for being born a certain color, yeah, then I'm that I, I, I we agree on something. Yeah, I, I, which you know, wow. I hope that ain't no omen this morning. I heard that on the new, on, the, on the news, so that's one thing. And, 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 and like with your what your guest is talking about um, with Kamala Harris, y'all got to understand something. Kamala would have made a pretty good Republican. She would have made a pretty good conservative, but she was relentless on crime. <laughs> That's you're right, Derek. She was pretty tough. That was a big problem for yeah. her in the Democratic primaries back in 2019. For sure, yeah, that's true. yeah. You know, Tommy T- T- Tulsi over- Gabbard hung her out to dry on that. Yeah, well, because the court had to force her to overturn certain rulings, and she was relentless behind that. She did not want to let a uh, uh, drug peddling scum go. So, I think your assertion is right. She just wanted to be on the the so called winning team at the time. Yeah, that's what we call a pick me. I mean, you know, pick pick me. That's what I'm saying. She's like she's like Ted Cruz to me. Like that's the she just reminds me of Ted Cruz on the other side. That's what. It, okay. You know. All right, Clay. Um, uh, I'm not going to stay on the phone long, but I need you to do a little research for me, okay? You and your guest. All right. Um, look up the word G U L L A H. Gullah. Gullah or yeah. Gula is the way it's, well, didn't, it's didn't, pronounced. Didn't one of these local rappers around here do a song Gullah Gullah Island or something? Gula Gula Island or something well, like that about Jackson. That was that was a subtle way of them talking about the Gula people who live along the coast of Georgia all the way to North Carolina. They've actually been been quietly handed reparations from the government um, because they were the only people that could live in that coastal region like that during slave times, and they maintain a lot of their 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 sub sub Saharan African roots. And um, the federal government, um, under I do believe it was either Clinton, the last of Clinton, the beginning of Bush's administration, they uh, designated their lands as federal land, kind of similar to a Native American reservation. So when we talk about the government and their unwillingness to do um, reparations, you need to look up what they've done for the Gulag people. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. Googling so, it now. But, you know, both sides ain't going to be able to talk about it because... It paints one brush for both parties. You understand? But it has been done, and they're quietly doing development in those areas. And Gullah Gullah Island was actually a subtle nod to that. But, you know, of course, they had to put that stupid frog in it, you know, Binya Binya, whatever. But they were talking about their culture in that show, Gullah Gullah Island. That's very good that you pointed that out, Clay. I try. I, I know a little bit. Well, I, I, rem- I remember stuff, but I don't remember what it's about. But I know, I know the people that were involved in that are your typical race baiters that, that had something to do with that song. So I, I know it had to be something about this. Well, well, to be fair to those two, the, the, the two that was on it, the, the two the married couple, it was a good nod to what was going on there. But they couldn't just go gun ho with it. You know what I mean? No, I'm talking about the uh, the, the 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 two rappers or the rapper and the, his manager here locally that that did that Gola Gola song. Oh, they did the song. Okay, okay. Not because yeah. the, 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 the two the, couples. Yeah, no, the husband and wife that, that hosted the show. We're talking about two different really, things. Yeah. I mean, same really thing, but gen- different. 
that was really a genuine way of them putting that out, you know, their culture out there. But, you know, I want you to look that, look that up and then, then let's really have the conversation about if our government's lacking in, 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 you know, race relations or not. Got it. I got it pulled up here. I'm going to do a little reading during our breaks and stuff. So appreciate it, Derek. Okay, well, well I'm, I'm, I'm going to hang up if you, if you get a chance to do a little commentary on it. All right. And listen. We're going to take All a right, break. Thanks, bro. Thanks. Uh-huh. All right. I, I was sort of familiar with the Gula. People, it, Don't it, know anything about it. I'm going to be honest with you. It's yeah. I, I can't remember the, the rapper here. Was it was it a Fifth Child or uh, one of them? No, it wasn't Fifth Child. I worked with his dad. It, Brad Franklin was the guy's manager. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the rapper. Anyway, he does some shows around here. Anyway, um, he assigned, got close to signing a major deal. So anyway, I digress. I'm not going to get into all that this morning. But he did a song, and it did really well, and it kind of put him on the map. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was able to follow up or not, but it was Gula Gula. And I, I knew, given the people that were doing it, that what I, the kind of that woke black rap crowd from Jackson, that woke yep. Jackson crowd were involved, right. that it had to be something about this type stuff. I got you. All right, let's take a break and come back, and I want to get back to the meritocracy stuff, and I'll, I'll kind of read on this, see if I can <clears throat> articulate it a little bit throughout the show. But And, uh, well, of course, we're going to get into the Donald Trump rape stuff. And, I, you know, I've got a question of the day that I want to throw out there. If a woman falsely accuses somebody of rape and that person is found not guilty and it's proven that it was false, which I would think the not guilty plea would do that, especially this day and age, because everybody's guilty till proven innocent. Should she have to go to jail for the same amount of time he would have gone to jail? I think the answer is yes. Y'all think about that. Let us know. 769-241-1944 is the Guns and Gear text line. 601-879-0002 is the phone line. And we'll be right back on 103.9 FM WYAB. Again to the Clay Edwards show. This segment is going to be brought to you by Stonington Farm Beef. Grass fed, the grass fed difference. Grass fed, grass finished, hormone free, antibiotic free, steroid free, mRNA free. This is good beef here, guys. You can get you some. Get you a pull, as old Dimebag Daryl would say from Pantera back in the day when he was trying to get you to shoot a black tooth. Uh, they'll be up here. Here in the next couple of weeks, you can get your order in. I'm telling you, from the ribeyes to the New York strips to the flank steak, they got it all, man. The ground beef can't go wrong with Stonington Farm beef. Go to stoningtonfarm.com. Okay, it's more important now than ever to know where your food is coming from. You need to be able to source this stuff. And you can cut the middleman out too by getting it directly from the farmer. Versus going to get it from the grocery store. I mean, I like a good grocery store like anybody else, but something about getting your farmer, getting your farmer, getting your meat directly from the person that 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 grew it or raised it, however you want to say that, slaughtered it. Uh, it's just it's a cool feeling. It's like getting my eggs from my guy down there. Yeah, you know, that is that, all, that they, is really they cool. They picked them up off his yard. Do you ever go to the farmers market? I know, I know, you don't like going oh, to yeah. Jackson but Do you have the one in mm-hmm. on Jefferson? I, I go there all the time. It's really I don't know. See, misconception here. Yeah. I like. Coming to Jackson, and that's why I'm so pissed off about the condition Jackson's <laughs> right. in. Yeah, I I love Jackson, Mississippi. I just hate what these idiots have done to Jackson, right? Sure, so, yeah, misconception there. Uh, that, that's why I've thrown such a hissy fit mm-hmm. for the last four years. It's because I'm pissed off at what's happened to Jackson, right? Um, but back to the Stonington Farm thing, you guys need to try it out. It's great. 
uh, it's, it's, it is absolutely a difference in the quality of meat. I got a steak from the grocery store the other day because I was out of uh, my grass-fed. And, man, I ate about half of it. It was like, eh, I, I don't know that I can really eat this stuff anymore. That's, that's mm. a real, real talk there. So they'll be coming up here soon. Go to the website, stoningtonfarm.com. Look at the cuts. Look at the prices. Decide what you want. Call Miss Katie Stonington, and you can get anything from a single steak brought up here, a single pack of hamburger meat, to a whole dang cow uh, cut up and butchered the way you want it. So check them out. Stonington Farm with two ends, dot com. All right, Sean. Let's, uh, let's just hit the text messages real quick. Yeah. See where we're at with it. Uh, unknown texture says, I'm an individual, male or female. If an individual, male or female, falsely accuses someone of rape and it's proven it was false accusation, the court should award the accusee whatever the accuser was asking, i.e., this female is accusing Trump of a false claim, rape, should have to pay him $5 million in defamation. Uh, you know, I agree. And uh, let's see here. Chase says, I think that's a great idea, Clay. At the minimum, the woman should be found guilty of defamation. It seems like a lot of women play the rape card as much as the liberals play the race card these days. You know, I've seen a lot of women who regret one night stands. Right. So the next, you know, if people start finding out that they, their notch count went up a notch, they automatically play the, I got rape card. It was mm. a date, date rape. I was drunk. Well, you know, a lot of people have drunk sex. Um, the guy was drunk too. I'm, you know, it doesn't mean he don't regret Sleeping with you, but that don't mean it's rape either. Right. Yeah, it doesn't. But, I mean, we don't really have to be drunk either, right? That's yeah. the, that's being a guy. No, but, they, I mean, I, neither I think, do women. No, no, they don't. I mean, and I think the, uh, you know, I think the problem um, is it gonna, it's kind of a, uh, you got it's a slippery slope, right? Or it's a fine line, excuse me. That's what I meant. Like, you don't want to discourage people from reporting rapes because a lot of rape victims do not report it. I mean, that is just sure. a given fact. Yeah. They, they get raped and they don't report it. So we want to encourage that, of course. But then you worry about this case with the Buffalo Bills. Well, he's not even does he's not even employed with the Buffalo Bills. He's actually just a guy. They fired him when this lawsuit came out or this or the potential criminal charges came out. Yeah. And that this woman didn't even this guy was not even in the room when this this alleged event happened. And apparently what the what the investigators said is that they don't even know if it was a non-consensual group yeah, so, sex event right or whatever uh, quick, gang gang rape gang bang whatever quick update on it. we're talking about former bills punter matt azaria uh they cut him after a woman accused him of gang rape well evidence has now proven azaria was not at the house when the woman alleges he raped her and she was having consensual sex with multiple dudes that night yeah that's what i thought i thought i read that that they uh concluded that it was consensual group sex mm-hmm. right <sighs> civilization <laughs> You know, civilization instead of a non-consensual group but, but, sex. But, so, so it goes back. You know, I don't know how you do. I don't know how the poor punter gets <sighs> gets picked out. I mean, if you're gonna, that seems like a well, weird celebrity to pick to say was there that wasn't there. I'm gonna tell you, I thought the same thing, Clay. So before I read about him last night, right? And here's the interesting. So this guy was really good, or is really good, yeah. right? And he's um he's so good that you know he got drafted in the sixth round, which most people don't draft punters in the sixth round and he won the what's called the ray guy award who's ray guys from mississippi mm-hmm. we all know and the only punter in the uh pro football hall of fame and um, half a foot right yeah yeah and uh, he won the ray guy award and so this guy is incredible punter so i'm assuming everybody at san diego state knew that this guy was one of the best punters in a generation and he was going to get drafted like so he got drafted in the sixth round i mean didn't tom brady get drafted in the sixth round something seventh, like seventh seventh okay there you go so i mean i think you know there was definitely a monetary uh motive there it, would, it obviously seems, especially after this investigation has been done, that he wasn't even there, and that even if he, well, he wasn't there, and then the people that were, it looked like a consensual act. 
according to the police. Yeah, so it looks like maybe they were trying to blackmail him or something. That's what it seems like. That's what it seems like. And poor guy, because like, you know, they cut him. He played in the preseason, and they cut him right after that. And now, how do you like? How do you get back on the team now, though? Like, what happens there to him? Like, you still have that allegation that that, of course, now has been proven false, but it's still hanging over your head forever. Because, like, well, maybe we don't need to touch this, even though this guy. So, we'll, I'm, we should follow what happens to him. And, yeah, if he was so. black, they wouldn't have those questions. Well, I don't know. He would, I, he would, he would get another chance. I well, Colin Kaepernick. I know they gave him chances later, but I mean, they didn't like. Colin, I know it's a different situation, but Colin Kaepernick was riding the bench when when all that nonsense started. I thought he was. Wasn't he playing in 2016? Mm-hmm. He was riding the bench when all that started. He had lost his job to, uh, oh, I can't remember the guy's name. He was one of the Jacksonville Jag- uh, Jaguars quarterbacks at one point. Was that Cody Brethard or something? No, no, but I know you're talking about it. He may have been benched for him, too, at some point. It was, I'll remember, like, I'll Google it during the break. But uh, Kaepernick was, was the backup quarterback. And the thing with the NFL at that point in time, yeah, the, a, backup, a backup anybody ain't going to be that big of a dis- disruption. They're just going to cut you. And inevitably, that's what ended up happening. Or they, you know, they, they let him play out the, end, the last two or three games of the season of the tryout because they weren't going anywhere. I vaguely remember how all that ended. Mm-hmm. But at the end of that season, Frisco cut him. You know, and of course they say he was blackballed. And maybe if he, I, I mean, if I think that's better, that's a, yeah, we're gonna have to disagree. I think he absolutely was blackballed. I mean, that's why they settled that case so quickly. It was they didn't even get to discovery in that case yeah. that he sued. I think he was. I mean, because look at it, Brian Hoyer is still on NFL teams. I mean, you can tell me Brian oh, Hoyer is better than Colin Kaepernick. Like, well, there's a lot of players that are backups that are still there. I think he took a. This is kind of what you do on the show, right? Is the uh, taking political positions that people don't like, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Kaepernick did that on the other side. He took a position that nobody liked, right? Or conservatives didn't like, and so they wanted to cancel him. And that's what kind of happened there. Now that's kind of the same thing that they complain about liberals doing to them, saying, wait a second, we're getting canceled for saying this. Well, Kaepernick, in all counts, was a pretty decent guy. He didn't he didn't rape anybody, he didn't beat anybody. He just had a political position, like you've got a political position, Clay, and you always you say, like, you don't like to get canceled by people. Because yes, you're saying what you, you know, so that's but, the same thing with him, I think. But mine's right. <laughs> right, that's different. You're right, right, you're right, exactly. You're mine, right. Mine's right. Kaepernick <laughs> is wrong, and that was his offense, and that's what, that that is what has stuck with me with that case for so long is that here is another example of a guy of someone who got canceled for saying it, something people didn't like. I think it was the pigs on the sock thing that really. Well, he made me mad when he went down to Miami wearing that Castro shirt. I told you about that. Yeah. That's what personally I was offended by. I mean, not that I'm Cuban, but I basically grew up with everybody who's Cuban. Well, it offends your sensibilities. It, it, uh, it did. It really did. But that was my problem with him. But I think he, you know, and he did offend me when you're kneeling for the flag. I mean, I I don't like that. I don't yeah. I don't know who really likes that. But, you know, th- that's why I think he got canceled. Then somebody like Dante Stallworth can run over a Mexican, which is what happened, and pay the family off and go play again. Yeah. And that's the NFL is just very hypocritical in things well, they do. Also, at that point, Trump had such a megaphone. Yeah. And Trump said, fire is AWS. Yes. You know, right. Or whatever. Yes. And then it became very polarizing because mm-hmm. then if you didn't like Trump, you had to you had to like the guy he was picking on. Yeah. And if you liked Trump, you had to hate. Kaepernick, right, and it became this very divisive, toxic deal. Because I mean, Trump, I don't think, understood just how big his voice was. And when you bring attention, when you have a, when your platform is at a certain level, mm-hmm. and you bring attention to certain things, it brings something that maybe would have just boiled down here, right, up to the top, and makes it a much bigger situation sure. than it ever had to be. But it's kind of funny how we've circled back to that was seven years ago that happened in 2016, mm-hmm. right, with Kaepernick, and now we've circled back to that. Where that's the this is the big topic is cancel culture that we always talk about, and that was kind of like an early example of that on the other side. Yeah, 
this is just kind of a never-ending cycle that affects both sides of you know the political aisle. So. Well, I, I hope when when the pivot swings back that we can kind of stick in the middle there a little bit with this cancel culture stuff. But I unfortunately I don't, I don't see that coming. Up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. uh, Roger chimes in on the guns of your text line says uh, absolutely if that would happen all the fake accusations would slow down and eventually stop they can accuse as much as they want and they immediately believe her and go out and arrest the guys he was benched for blaine gabbert thank you that's who ah blaine, blaine, blaine that's right gabbert. that's right it's blaine gabbert yeah, i knew it was good, one of the guys that played for jacksonville okay yeah uh, he did unknown texture uh if they de- if they definitely lied then yes there should be heavy sentence and restitution because that claim will follow the accused rapist forever, yeah, even if they're found innocent. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between not guilty and innocent, though. Rapists can be cleared due to lack of evidence. Doesn't mean there was no rape. Understood. I'm necessi- I'm referring to outright false accusation, accusations. Yeah, and this one seems like it. I mean, the police clearly said he was not at the party at the yeah. time that this may have occurred. Well, here, let's get we can jump into another one. The Duke lacrosse case. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the king of false accusations. Where where those guys' lives got ruined over this? You Abs- know? Absolutely, and it was all it was some prostitute, basically some stripper. Yeah, that came made in up some lies. Mm-hmm. There's actually a really good thirty for thirty if anybody wants to watch that about. It's called Fantastic Lies, and it's really really good that ESPN produced. It's on Disney uh, Plus too. The, the irony that ESPN produced it, and they were the, they were the perpetrators. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That. that that's what always makes me laugh about Joe Scarborough getting mad at Donald Trump. I'm like, you created this. You had yeah. him on Morning Joe every day. And now you're like, I get Donald so bad. I hate Donald. I'm like, you you gave him a voice. <laughs> like, he's your voice. All right. Let's take a break. Come back. And I do want to get into the Donald Trump verdict. And we, oh, got, yeah. a, and we got a question here from Unknown Texter. And just just hold on to the answer. So curious what Deshaun actually like about the Democrat Party. So <laughs> marinate on that. Single payer, my friend. Single payer. That's my answer. You, you want to give me that, I may switch. All right. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan. Right here on 103.9 WYAB. Rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, real quick, man. Are y'all thinking about moving out of Jackson? You should. And uh, let me tell you about a great place you should move to. Brandon, Mississippi. How about downtown Brandon? How about the Stonebridge neighborhood? It is. Uh, it was one of Brandon's premier developments when it was constructed years ago. It's located right over there off Highway 18, just past Brandon High School, in the Brandon School District, but right outside the city limits. That is a great thing there. Uh, you're, it's also directly behind Stonebridge Elementary, making it uh, within walking distance of both schools. There are less than 20 homes available with three and four bedroom options, pricing starting at two under right under 275k and up based on size. These homes will come equipped with granite countertops, LVP flooring and two car garages. Only a small portion of the available lots having homes in the 1500 foot range, 1500 square foot range. Other lots will be larger and come at a higher cost. It is important to reserve now for buyers who are looking for homes under 300k and if you get in early enough during the construction process you can pick out some colors and uh have a little bit more say so in the final uh details of the home check out ulistms.com and get in touch with brad burleson today ulistms.com that is the stonebridge neighborhood right out there in brandon look man i love living out there you're within a stone's throw 
of the of the uh, Brandon Amphitheater. They got all kind of new development coming there at the Crossgates exit. You have all the little uh, downtown Brandon that is a popping with uh, the Gallows, uh, the pizza, the Cleaners Pizza Shack deal, uh, Burgers and Blues, all kind of nice little shops and shopping and stuff. Your wife will love it out there. Your women, women, you will love it out there. Check it out. Ulistms.com. Get in touch with Brad Burleson today and get in early on the new construction going on at Stonebridge neighborhood. But will you get carjacked over there? Absolutely not. Oh, man. See, I you, can't move. You, I cannot move over there then. You want to talk about effing around and finding out. Yeah. The, the branded police don't don't mess around. But I, I know Sheriff Bailey doesn't. He, he actually... My one arrest in my life, he arrested me in high school. Nice. So, yeah. yeah. So, no, no, no. thanks, Sheriff Bailey. I became an assistant DA. Everything turned out okay, but <laughs> They will have you on TV doing the, doing the new TikTok dance, the perp walk. Yeah. If, if, you, if you want to do that over there. Oh, man. That's all. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're for real. They're for real about that. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it will not end well for you. Uh, let's see here. Um. All right, so I guess simple question, simple answer to the Democrat question is uh, the single payer. Oh, uh, well, single payer and pro choice. There's a million of the reasons, but, you know, those are the top two, probably. All right, we'll save the pro choice argument for a minute. Yeah, we've been in there. We can go. <laughs> I need some more coffee for that, Clay. I'm just, uh, me, me you, too. Know, you know. John says on the Guns and Go text line Kaepernick should, should claim he was feeling female. <laughs> I get it. Uh, unknown texter, the false rape allegation will never stop the Democrats in office. Will never stop with Democrats in office. That's the only way they have to try to destroy their opponents. Now, they have plenty of other ways they can destroy their opponents, too. I mean, well, I mean, wait a second, though. Th- those false rape al- al- allegations have been levied on both sides. I mean, I think that's, I don't know if that's partisan. I think that's just, that's happened to people. I don't think this lady was thinking about Matt Azaria's political position, whatever it is. I have no idea what it what is. Or he's a 21 year old kid. He probably doesn't have one, but. But um, what I don't know what his I don't know what his position was. Well, they may be referring to the Trump stuff. Oh, okay. Talking about the tr- uh, this Trump, yeah, right. Let's talk about that. Bring yeah. me up to, bring me up to speed on this thing. I try. I was out and about all day yesterday. I, I didn't realize the verdict was actually coming down. So he was found not guilty of the actual rape. Yeah, I think right in the, in the civil context. In this is again. Con- this yeah. is not a criminal case. They're it's saying a civil it didn't case. happen, but because he defamed her. Yeah, like he called her um, a liar or a whore or something, and right, he was. I think he was found guilty civilly of a sexual abuse and defamation for saying that it was a hoax. I don't know that she made it up, which I don't. Which it seems a little ridiculous to me, considering that if you're disputing a lawsuit, it seems like you're going to say it's not true, which is basically what he was saying. It's not true, but yeah. So uh, the sexual abuse, I think he was found not guilty on the rape allegation and. Um, and then guilty on the defamation and the sexual abuse. But what I, I what I was talking to a friend of mine about this last night, was, who's also a lawyer, and it's interesting. What I wonder what the I didn't look this up, so I don't have time. But what the statute of limitations on these civil causes of actions are in New York? Well, they Be- changed it, didn't they? Well, I thought that see that let's see where I got confused with that too because there's so many Trump cases that we don't know which one we're talking about at the time. I don't at least yeah. right. Like I feel like we need to build like a mind map or PowerPoint. To just refer to like this is this case and this is this well, I case. Did, I don't know what they. I, I thought I they changed them. it in New York and California where you could go back and uh, like back twenty years or something like that, and you you got a. They one must year, have. I haven't. I didn't look and, at. If you looked at it, you have this one year window mm-hmm. to bring things to light. Uh, okay. And right. after the one year from starting this day, I don't know how. What it's some nonsense, which felt like a, a, a all to set up 
try to get Trump. Well, like in Mississippi, and my civil law is not as strong as my criminal law, obviously, because I didn't really do that. But what I recall is that a negligence, like a car wreck or something, right, is a three-year statute of limitations. And I believe an intentional tort, like an assault or sexual abuse, is one year. Now, if somebody's a civil lawyer needs to correct me, that'd be great, but I believe that's correct. So I was confused if something happened in 1996, what their statute of limitation was in New York. You know, something happened, what, what 27 years ago? And what, what, what the, so, but I'm going to look up what you're talking about. I haven't read that yet. Right, so and, I, and I just want to just throw this out from a, just from a realistic standpoint here. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Trump in 1996. Yeah. We're talking about peak Trump. Right. Peak. I thought he was peak in the 80s, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, I, like, I mean, well, I mean, he peaked in the 80s, never really came back down, right? I mean, I, I thought mean, he was been a, he's peak a, bankruptcies in the 80s, right I mean, there, Clay? He, he, he was still a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. Point being, I just don't think Trump or any guy in Trump's position He's got to rape a random woman in a department store dressing room. I, I just, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that rich men don't feel like they can get away with things that other men can't. And I mean, he's kind of said that in that Access Hollywood tape, right? He said, uh, said you can do whatever you want. I mean, they introduced that at the trial. They like that. Huh? I'm kidding. <laughs> but I'm just saying that was pretty good evidence to use against him. Here's what my issue is, right? Now, again, this goes back to what we're talking about with Azaria and victims coming forward and should they not. I don't ever want to say anything that would you know would stop somebody from coming forward that's an actual victim of a sexual crime. I mean, this horrible sure. thing that destroys these women's lives, and I mean, just it's horrible. And I dealt with it working in that you know in the DA's office for ten years, and, it, and it's absolutely terrible. Uh, that being said, though, I, I do have an issue with waiting. Like, why didn't she file? Why didn't she file this in two thousand eight or two thousand twelve? And then I could have even been like, but or when you, 1996, well, I mean, or even if she was scared to come forward and it took a decade, you know, I could, I could see that, but it seems like a lot of these things are predicated on when somebody was elected president of the United States. And, and, and so that's, I think well, the first show I was wrong, we kind of talked about this where, you know, obviously I've said this many times. I do not like Donald Trump one little itsy bit, but what I don't like more is people are being abused by the system and they're using, you're using prosecute the powers of prosecution which are, which are supposed to be holy in my mind, basically, almost, right? Yes. And, um, you know, that... And, and you, blind. And blind. And you're supposed to use... And you're using that for political advantage. And, and again, I've said this many times, both sides do this constantly. And it's a massive problem that we've got in our political system is using the powers of the, of the justice system to take down your political opponents. And it seems like something that's never going to end and it keeps on occurring. And that's my issue with... With Trump, it's there's one, there's another case, there's this case, there's this case. Let's go to another. Tr- He's the most investigated person in the United States history, other than Bill and Hillary Clinton, who they did the same thing to them. By the way, I know you guys might not dis- might agree with that or might disagree with that, but they did. So if you look at the Clintons and look at Trump, they're they're, they're it's a, the things that are happening to them are very similar. What did they investigate them on? The Clintons, yes. Whitewater, which was proven to be bogus. Yeah, but I mean, what about the real stuff? The Clinton Foundation, the, the all the, the trail of dead bodies. Have they ever found anything for any of that to be true? See, that's the same thing that is going on with Donald Trump, right? And then the left would say, oh, well, there's this, this, and that. And the right sticks to all those things about Clinton. None of it's ever been proven. Not one thing. Well, I mean, except for the fact that he slept, with a, he slept with an intern. That was it. Now, one thing I know is Hillary Clinton is an election denier, and then she throws <laughs> a hissy fit about election deniers. Oh, you know, because she said she did, said 2016 was stolen and denies that Trump was ever, ever won. Meanwhile, the didn't second, she go to the inauguration, though? She went to the inauguration. I was she, she did. I mean, looking sour, too. Let's take a call. But she was it. there. Trump wouldn't even go. I mean, Trump would not even go. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. All right. Hold on. Yeah. 
Derek, you got about a minute before we take a break, brother. Clay, I want to dispute what he just said because, first of all, it was proven in Senate subcommittee hearings that was held by Eric Holder that Hillary Clinton had a lot to do with a lot of evidence coming up missing with the Waco, Texas incident. They asked her, why was the first lady of the President of the United States asking for evidence and um, documents from a congressman that killed himself? That it is what congressman killed himself? I'm refresh my recollection. Which congressman? After, after the Waco, Texas incident. I don't the remember. The Branch Davidian incident. Well, I mean, I know Waco, Waco, Texas is. I'm just asking what congressman killed himself. I just don't recall. I mean, I'm not disputing I what you're saying. I don't know what was recall. his name. The one that, that killed himself shortly after those hearings and things like that. You know, a lot of people say he did it out of guilt knowing that they authorized... Are you talking about Foster? Stuff. I don't think he was a congressman. Are you talking about... Was it, is it Vince or George Foster? I was confused. It. Is it George Foster. Well, George that Foster. Sounds, that sounds right. I think that... Are you talking about Foster? I don't think... Was Foster a yeah, congressman? Yeah, I think Foster, yeah. I don't think Foster was a congressman, though. I thought he was a... Hey, I have to look that up. I can't remember, but I, I don't yeah, think he was a congressman. It was proven that Hillary Clinton had her staff clear out all his records and evidence leading back to Waco Tech. I mean, leading back to the Branch Davidian compound, and she's never been prosecuted for that. Yeah, Derek, he was, I just pulled it up, Vince Foster, he was uh, Deputy White House Counsel. He wasn't a congressman. Yeah. That's He killed himself in that park. Now, that's the whole, a lot of the genesis of a lot of the Clinton stuff where the Clintons behind Vince Foster. Was it a murder? Or was it a suicide? Again, nothing that the Clintons have never been proved they were behind, whether it was a murder. I mean, it's ruled a suicide from what I remember. Well, the, but, deep, the deep, well, the deep but, state but protected she had her staffer take things out of his office. I'll have, to, I'll have to look, research that on the Waco thing. I don't, I don't recall. All right, yeah, that was, a, that was in the hearings. They were actually, well, why was the first lady of the United States asking for documents on, 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 on a case? And she got them. That is, but, that is a pro- proven documented fact. But, Derek, this when, brings me to my point when I was discussing with Clay. The Clintons and Trump are very similar, if you think about it, because both sides wanted to get both of them. Whether you think it was legitimate for the Clintons or whether I think it's legitimate for Trump, but, I mean, this was just something that we use weapons of justice against political enemies, right? You would agree with that. Well, if, oh, yeah, pe- if, people, yeah, yeah, if, if people break the law, the weapons of justice should be used against them. Derek, got to take a break, brother. Thanks. Uh-huh. We'll be right back on The Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan, right here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Karan here live in the Clay Edwards Show.com studios. Uh, let's read the Guns of Your Text to finish out this first hour. We got a whole nother hour to go, and I got some really good topics, and Sean does too. And we the first hour has kind of turned into a rabbit hole of things we never plan on talking about. That's yeah. the way it's Like worked. every show. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's worked out good like that. Let's read some. You of didn't want text. to talk about the coronation? No. <laughs> you know you got up early Saturday and watched that clay. Come on, what was it on Saturday morning? It was like five, six in the morning. Uh, the, 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 the the coronation of King Charles. No, I hope he dies. Um, <laughs> okay. Unknown text. Anybody with any sense knows Hillary has left a trail of death and destruction. However, Ambassador Chris Stevens couldn't be reached for comment. Okay, see there you go. On the right, everybody hates Hillary Clinton. I get it, folks. You hate her. But that's the way the left feels about Donald Trump, and there's all these investigations on both of them, right? Yeah. When somebody actually convicts somebody, you know, give me a call. Well, they, uh, well, either well, one of them. Well, they got a prosecutor to convict her. Right, right. Well, they, well, they went out. I mean, shoot, there was a special counsel in the 90s going yeah. after. That's how we got to uh, Monica Lewinsky. Hmm. All right. John says on the Guns of Your Text line, Kaepernick should have claimed he was feeling female, single, pay as long as it's everybody else paying it says uh, how about kavanaugh all the clinton's accusers ended up dead 
Hillary's father was in the mob. That's I think he was a stockbroker, but maybe I don't know. I, I, I really know. That's all I remember. Scott says, and this is one of my favorite things: the Mena, Arkansas, and the Clinton drug, drug and uh, dope stuffs off off in Mena, Arkansas. Yeah, the Mena, Arkansas stuff in the Clintons is very, very interesting. We got to like that movie, American. That, that's it. Yeah, America, uh, Air America or something. Yeah, we got to take a break. We'll be back. Got a whole other hour to go. Right here on the Clay Edwards Show. Hour two of the Clay Edwards Show. Live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. This segment brought to you by our friends over at Carter Jewelers. Late last year, Carter Jewelers bought the largest diamond purchase in their 173-year history. Jerry Lake, the owner of Carter Jewelers, personally selected every piece of that diamond jewelry from the world's biggest diamond jewelry manufacturer at extreme closeout prices. That's right, extreme closeout prices now carter jewelers is having an incredible clearance sale offering sales prices on this jewelry that are untouchable so that means uh it's about to be mother's day so get out there and take advantage of this prices are marked down up to 70 percent off store-wide on top of these insane low prices they're still going to celebrate their annual balloon pop promotion the balloon pop works like this guys i hope y'all are listening after you've made your jewelry selection Pick and pop a balloon. Inside the balloon will be an extra discount voucher up to 30% off. Every jewelry purchase included, I'm sorry, every jewelry purchase includes complimentary lunch for two at Hallamiles under new ownership of Chef Damien. Carter Jewelers offers 12 months interest-free financing, no credit check financing, trade-ins are welcome, and Carter Jewelers is located in Jackson on High Street, two blocks up from the Capitol, and in Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. Sale ends Mother's Day Eve. Get out there. Make your mom happy. Make your wife happy. Make your girlfriend happy. I ran into a buddy of mine last night as we were leaving. I stopped by Ceramis just to grab an appetizer. And I'd never actually been in Ceramis before. And ran into a buddy of mine, Chris. And he came out to the car and spoke to us for a second. And he was getting ready to go out of town for a car show or something. And he said, yeah, I had to bring Mama out to dinner because I was going to be out of town Mother's Day. And I was like, now, who are we calling Mom? Are we calling your wife Mom or are we calling your Mom Mom? He's like, my wife. I was like, all right, thank you for the clarification. <laughs> so, fellas, it's Mother's Day. Make your wife happy. Make your mother happy, too. Get out there and get you a great deal on some jewelry from, frankly, just a Jackson tradition. They had a great commercial this morning when I was leaving, and they're doing some partnership with someone. I can't remember. I, I was just watching it because when you said Jerry Lake, you know, mm-hmm. I was, everybody knows who he is. And, and he just seems like such a cool dude. Right? Yeah, yeah. Man, his son's a great guy, too. And I, I've, I've met him a couple times over the years, but. The first time I was ever like in a room with Jerry, and I didn't introduce myself, I don't think, but we were at uh, when Chip Matthews had Fire, the nightclub down there. Yeah. He opened up a Mexican restaurant on the front of it called Fuego. Oh, I love that place. I lived across the street at Tom Bigby. Oh, yeah, that's right. I told you that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I used to walk over there all the time. Well, sitting behind us in one of the booths was, I heard this very familiar voice ordering ordering Mexican. Mm -hmm. It was Jerry Lake. Yeah. And, you know, to hear Jerry Lake talk in any other way than the, his commercial, well, he doesn't talk any other way. That's his real voice. Right. But to hear him do something other than order, a, I mean, talk about diamonds, he was ordering fajitas or something or tacos or something. It was like Morgan Freeman reading your GPS to you or something. Yeah. You know, giving you directions. It was like kind of out of character for this. It was just neat. I was like, that's Jerry Lake. Speaking of that, I ran into uh, Morgan Freeman uh, ordering like a bag of, I think it was Fritos in a gas station in uh, Oxford one time. And I was staring at him. He looked at me. He's like, you know, what are you staring at? I was like, dude, you look just like Morgan Freeman. He's like, yeah, that's because I am Morgan Freeman. I was like, oh, gotcha. <laughs> look, I, I was a total tool bag one night. 
and I'm not proud of this moment at all. I was at the Hard Rock when it first opened. We went down for the grand opening on the coast. I actually had tickets for the original grand opening where Velvet Revolver was going to play, but Katrina uh-huh. flattened it two weeks before it was supposed to open. Oh, that would have been a good show. So fast forward a year or two, whatever, and later when they rebuilt it and got it ready to open, Kid Rock played the grand opening. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, I was there for that. Right. We're upstairs. I had this nightclub that Cindy Crawford and her husband owned called Rise. It was on the roof, mm-hmm. the rooftop there. And <clears throat> I'm in the bathroom, and I look over at the stall next to me, and there's Kid Rock. Really? Yeah, I mean, wh- <laughs> white trash icon. Oh, I mean, did, you you, know, did you talk to him? I did. The leader, of, the leader of the white trash mafia, which I'm a proud member of, is right there. <laughs> it's like him and Joe Dirt. And, right? I, and I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm a local chapter president, <laughs> but he is, he's the president. Okay. You know, like over all of us. What did he say to you? And I looked, I was like, bro, Kid Rock. He's like, yeah. And I'm talking to him. You know, we're both peeing at the time it was very awkward i right. being that guy you know that talking to the celebrity at the at the urinal that's a that's a good story <laughs> like, bro, I was like, when we get out of here i gotta get a picture <laughs> not while you guys were at the urinal no urinal, so we, we get out and this is pre-iphones right okay i had a palm pilot they oh had, they, Lord. Had a, they had a camera on it yeah so i have a picture with kid rock right outside the bathroom there in my not so proudest moment and this i dated this crazy girl believe it or not uh-huh. for a little while I have a trail of crazy women in my past. Don't we all? And <laughs> we got into a fight one night. Well, she got into a fight with me one night outside my club, and she got physical. And somehow or another, she got my phone, my Palm Pilot. She's one of those violent white trash girls that likes to break stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She took my phone and smashed it on the concrete before I was able to retrieve this photo of Kid Rock and I. Oh, no. Out of it. It had a memory card in it, which I just never found out there. It may still be sitting there. So the real photo is you doing a uh, selfie with Kid Rock at the urinal, though, right? You're just saying no, it was outside no, of that. I, look, <laughs> I mean, I'm equally as embarrassing as far as I'm concerned. Because I started the conversation there. But somewhere out there in front of that parking garage between the Federal Building and the parking garage on Fair Street, mm. there's, a, um, there's a memory card with pictures that Clay Edwards would like to not have out in the real, out in the, out in the world. Well, if someone you know, is able to Some put that in a... Palm Pilot while they go to the beeper store to get it fixed. I guess maybe they could find the photographs. Some enterprising uh, stalker of mine will be out there today (laughs) searching Ferris Street for a memory card from 15 years ago. Right. That's (laughs) awesome. I do not underestimate these people at all. You never know. I mean, it'd be kind of cool if they found that, though. Yeah, I mean, just get me the picture of me and Kid Rock. I don't care what you do with the rest of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but that was was when uh, you... You could check your MySpace, but you had to do it from the browser. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And then, I, I and remember, then your song went off. Remember, you had the profile song yes, that went off. I remember being able to check my MySpace on my phone. This is before apps and any of that yeah. kind of stuff. So that was kind of neat. But yeah, anyway, that is my, I don't even know what took us down that story. but I think it was Jerry Lake turning to Kid Rock. And yeah. There we go. That's, that's what you call a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, right. That is a rabbit hole. Um, let's clean up some text and let's, and let's change subjects. Um, Zach in the late nineties on the guns and go text line, Zach says in the late nineties, I was shown an uncensored video on VHS tape of our government setting the branch Davidian compound on fire. Unless I see it for myself or, or know it to be true. I will never trust my government. Well, yeah, that, that proved history proved that the that branch, branch Davidian's Davidian right. Was, yeah. Did you watch the Paramount series on that? I did. I also watched the recent Netflix thing, which is really more of a gloss over of, Oh, what happened? That. I mean, but it's all. It just showed me just how screwed up our government is. Well, I was. So, I mean, we were what 
teenagers, young teenagers mm-hmm. at that point, 93, I was thinking I was 13. And, um, so I, I didn't really know. I just got my driver's license in 92. Right. I just, you just saw the federal government and this place catches on fire and all that kind of stuff. So you didn't really know what was going on. But as the years, like you're saying, as the years progressed and I'm watching that series and kind of doing my own reading, yeah, you're like, God, these guys kind of got screwed. I mean, regardless of what you think about what the Branch Davidians were right. doing and David Koresh, they were doing some bad stuff to kids there. I mean, yeah. But, yeah. but that aside, Mm-hmm. That's not how that should have ended. Uh, we, our government, overstepped its bounds. Right. Yeah. That's what it seems like happened. Right now, looking in retrospect, thirty yeah. years later, you're looking at that. And it's like that was a same same thing with Ruby Ridge as well. Yeah. That was prior to Waco. And, and you know how one domino falls and another falls. One of the things that I didn't learn until a couple of years ago, I think it was watching that Paramount uh, documentary about or show reenactment or whatever. Yeah. Was that uh, what's his name? From the Oklahoma City bombing, Timothy McVeigh. McVeigh was out there selling T-shirts mm-hmm. at at Waco outside the protests there on right. the road, and that influenced him to go to war with our government in '95, blowing up the blowing up federal, federal building. building. Yeah, him and, and Terry Nichols, I think, both were said yep. they were inspired by Ruby Ridge and the Waco incidents. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, pretty pretty interesting. Like again, how one domino falls. And, mm-hmm. You know, and then as you get older and you go back and you watch these things, and it's like, I ain't saying what they did was was right. Sure. But I understand being pissed off enough at your government to to feel like they're coming after you. You well, know, if I don't fight back, who will? Yeah, you know? you're not saying go blow up a federal Absolutely building. Absolutely not. But, Absolutely right. not. But I'm just saying I understand how you – let's – January 6th, for example. You know, I understand how being so aggravated at a, at a, at a process – can drive you to want to be a be a nexus of change um except that january 6 or team mcveigh didn't really understand what the proper mechanism for change is right i don't think either one of those groups or one of those incidents or the way you want to blow up buildings or raid the capitol well in right. def- in defense of january 6 we sat back and watched the black lives matter movement burn down half of america during the summer of love in 2020 and saw a lot of change happen because Mm -hmm. of that well Mm -hmm. they get change through violence Mm -hmm. why don't we well i don't know is that a good argument saying well because they did it we need to be violent i I mean is that i mean that's we don't i mean i don't know if that's the best way i I don't agree i mean i don't i don't disagree with your with your point Mm -hmm. i'm just saying one side just showed that it worked and clearly we watched this election be stolen and nobody's doing anything about it. Let's go do well, something about it. And I know we could go down a rabbit hole on this, but and, and I know your side says, okay, the election was stolen. But you would have to agree there's not a court in America that said that, right? I mean, they did do the legal process, and not a court in America said there was any irregularities or that the election was stolen. I mean, you would agree with that point. They're, right? all, they're all on the take. Okay. All right. That's my, okay. That's my. They're, they're all, all on the take. All, all the federal judges taking money. Huh? They're all globalist, New World Order, George Soros-backed <laughs> judges, <laughs> friends of Hillary Clinton. Well, I'm just saying the legal pro- – Trump had his legal process yeah. that in, in this country afforded him, and none of it worked. And he even apparently at the end knew it wasn't going to work. And these people were – now, I understand what you're saying about people being inflamed about whatever it is. And they, they just, well, that, I, things what, just blow up into – I'm giving you a window. I'm giving you a window into a Trump's, into a dying yeah. Trump supporter, how we thought right. in that moment. I'm not saying – I'm not even saying I'm right. Right, okay. okay. I'm, just, I'm just saying I'm giving you a window into it, what, what they – how they were feeling and why they felt that way. Let's take a call real quick. Hey, you're on there. I heard your little sidekick here talking about the election wasn't stolen. Let's just, let's just tell the truth. Nobody ordered discovery in that case. 
every swing state took every ballot that without verifying anything. And the only reason it did not get thrown out because of the time restrictions. Nobody had the time to go by ballot, by ballot, by ballot to verify the people voted, how they voted, if they voted right, or if they were even able to vote. They did so much stuff, like with Pennsylvania. They sent out mail-in ballots to every citizen that was registered. In the past, you had to request them. So you going to tell me that election wasn't stolen? I, look, I agree with you 100%. I'm, I'm going to say, I don't. is there a court that said that, that ruled that way? I mean, do you, if there's, I mean, I haven't, I never saw one, never read about one. Do you know of one that I don't know of? Well, the, nobody, court, the courts wouldn't nobody. do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying the the courts wouldn't rule against it. We we broke the rules, breaking rules when necessary, and then and what they found necessary was getting rid of Trump. They broke all the rules. They changed the rules because and through the guise of COVID, and nobody went back and uh and, and overturned any of the stuff that should have never happened. I think also the many of the federal courts that ruled in favor of or against Trump were Trump appointed federal judges, right? I mean that's. Sure, and, and, and all that's fine. I, I get all that. I'm just saying that, hey, thanks for the call, brother. All right. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut him off there. I thought he was done. Um, I'm just saying that they're wrong. Okay. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, we changed the rules. But you got to have evidence for that. There just seems that like there wasn't any evidence. That's my point. There, and the, I mean, every go court has said. Go, go watch the 2,000 mules. Yeah, but I'm just okay, but these evidence needs to presented, be presented to a court, and every court that whatever evidence there, there was presented apparently was not sufficient. Well, you're, you're According only, to when you went through the legal process, because every single judge threw it out, they wouldn't accept all the GPS stuff for the for the for the ballot harvesting and the mules and all that stuff. But the same technology they used to arrest all the people for January six. Okay. They say, you tell me this technology is good for this to arrest Trump supporters on January six, and we we can prove that you were there, but we can't use that same technology to prove that you were dumping and harvesting ballots. Well, I ballots. mean. And that's, you know, I think that's fine. But what I'm saying is, okay, if, if this occurred, like you say, you guys believe that it occurred, I mean, sh- show me, show a court some evidence. That's that's what way we do things in this country. Yeah. Show a court some evidence. If there's evidence, hey, I'll listen to you, man. I mean, if the court's going to rule. But from what every court that I've read, Saul, said there wasn't any. And I mean, and heck, I mean, even, you know, Fox News just caught the brunt of all that with their whole. Uh, I believe, I don't know about all the Dominion stuff. I, 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 I believe what I believe on that, but I don't. I don't know. I'm just simply talking about how the rules were broken for this COVID nonsense and all these mail-in ballots and all this ballot harvesting and all this other stuff when it should have never been allowed. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think that's a separate issue, right? Should the should those mail-in ballots was that did that cause an issue? And, and then, then you can't confirm if they're real or not. You only have what 16 days or two weeks or something. I can't remember from but, the time right. of the election to, to certify it and all this. So there's not time. Now, haven't most of the state, a lot of states, gotten rid of that though? Now, I think Florida did, or I think they're not going to have that just mass mail-in ballots this time. Is that right? I may be wrong. About I, that. I, I need to go, I need to go back. I, I took a little breather from national politics. Right, after right. That one. I said, I'm going to focus on local for a minute. And uh, as we start getting cranked back up, plenty. obviously there's plenty to still talk about. There's a lot of old wounds that have not healed. Yeah, I'll start researching this. I haven't looked at it in, in yeah. and a I long while. But. And I wasn't even trying to go down an election sure. rabbit hole here. I was just, just kind of making the point that mm-hmm. why people... We were talking about McVeigh, right? Yeah, That's yeah we I, I can understand yeah. why people get aggravated with their country mm-hmm. and, and, and can turn into a 
extremist. Well, it's kind of like, and I think this is a good segue into the these mass shootings, right? You and I were talking about it all week about mm-hmm. what happened in Texas and stuff. And I think, uh, and I, I think I said this to you via text. You know, it's kind of similar to the McVeigh thing, right? Where being angry at your government is not a it's not one side or the other. Liberals get mad at their government. Conservatives get mad at their government. Both, you know, everybody does. And I think that's kind of the thing with these mass shootings. Like the first thing we all do, and I know we all do it. I'm guilty of it. I'm sure listeners are guilty of it. We wait to see what the motivation of the shooter was, right? You ever notice that? We're like, well, the, oh my God, is he going to be a... The race, the or, sexual orientation. Or is he going to be a right-wing supporter? Yeah. Or is he going to be a pro, like communist guy? Like we all wait for this... Like, like it's going to validate our position or something. Like, oh my God, you see, he believed in right, far right causes, so I, my position might be right. Or he's a liberal commie, so I must be right. And I think we missed the biggest point in all of this. And what it is is, there's some crazy people out there. There's some nut jobs that shoot people, whether they like decided they want to be a Nazi or whether they want to support Chairman Mao. I don't, I don't know, but they there, there's a lot of crazy people. I mean, we all have political positions. Doesn't mean we go out and shoot people. Are so they, I, I don't think that it's like necessarily the political positions driving these mass shootings. Even though we seem to we seem to like wait for them to come out and then cheer them on and validate our positions based upon them. Or they want to cut their wings off and become women. Well, I mean, or, or that, right? I'm just to the point. There's crazy people there, out there. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, there's yeah. I mean, I'm just saying they um, like I think we wait on these kinds of murders, and we're like, we just like if that person is a conservative. I know I've been guilty of this. I'm not gonna lie. Like, sure. Oh, like I'm, you know, man, I'm just uh, okay, great. That guy was a Trump supporter. Poof, that gives us a pass, right? Yeah. And then there's a congressional baseball game. Remember that about six years ago, mm-hmm. and that guy was a big Bernie Sanders supporter, yep. and he did, he shot up Trent Kelly, who Steve, I know personally, great guy. Well, like didn't Steve Scalise get shot at one? Of he those. got shot at that game, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Game, yeah. All right, look, we got to take a break real quick. Great conversation. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Cron right here on 103.9 FM WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show live here in the Clay Edwards Show. Dot com studios. This segment brought to you by Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's located right out there at Fan and Mart on the Res. Get out there for some great homemade style pizza, pasta, burgers, and more today, man. Don't don't sleep on their appetizers. I keep telling you about these dynamite balls. Cream cheese sounds good. wrapped with pulled pork and deep fried, then drizzled with some barbecue sauce. That pulled pork is smoked there on site. Too. Not it ain't bought out of a container. It ain't frozen from somewhere. It ain't none of that. It ain't something from Cisco. No knock at Cisco. I'm just saying it's smoked <laughs> on site. And they also use that same pool pork for their pig, pig, pig. They're a triple pork pizza. Give that a try. Try the wheel of flavor. That's three different specialty pizzas piled onto one pie or a custom build your own pie. So check that out. They got nine different daiquiris, frozen daiquiris. You know, the good kind, the slushy kind, <laughs> on tap right there, and they have a full-service bar. They're open daily at 4 p.m., open late. And when I say late, I mean they're still making pies at midnight. So if you're down there at the Axe Throwing Club or anything like that, you get hungry, wander on down to Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's and get you a pie and eat it and enjoy it. So Soak up some of that alcohol. Also, they're available for carryout, dine-in, of course, and delivery. I recommend using take-a-break deliveries, locally owned, veteran-owned, you can support two Clay Edwards Show sponsors in one fell swoop by using Acme Pizza and Daiquiris to get. I mean, by using Take a Break deliveries to get your Acme Pizza and Daiquiris, and then you can also support the Clay Edwards Show in this uh, whole trifecta here by using our promo code all caps Clay six zero one. So get five dollars off your Acme Pizza and Daiquiris delivery order from Take a Break deliveries by using Clay six zero one. 
All right. I think I got all that in. Yeah, man. I need to start sponsoring my business on your show. You know, I have mean, you read it. You know, yes. I mean, I uh, I have a company. I sell CPAP supplies. We're on you know Lakeland, and if anybody needs any CPAP supplies, I'm not good as reading that as Clay is though. Just well, hit me up on Facebook. Clay, yeah. Clay, you're really good at reading those commercials, man. You're really good at it. Five hundred and nine of these episodes now. Um, you would be good at reading them too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you really are. You really do a good job. Yeah, the practice. Uh, I don't say makes perfect, but practice definitely makes you better. Mm-hmm. Um, man, let's shift gears a little. Yeah. One of the things, we were just talking about something during the break. And, and I, this is a conversation we want to have a little bit. Sure. We, we can talk about anything you want to, but we got a half hour left. It's your show, man. I'm willing to talk about you, what you want. So uh, I mean, let's well, go. <laughs> I, I, I got show prep. I mean, we can talk about all kind of things here. We can talk about some local stuff. I do want to hit on, um, at some point before we get out of here, I want to hit this parole board, letting this killer out that I've been ranting and raving about here a little bit. And we've got 12 different state representatives now that have signed on. Yeah, I just saying, briefly read that this morning, right? Okay. You know, we can get to that. But we were just talking about racism. And mm-hmm. we're both Gen Xers. Yeah. You know, we're on the tail end of it. That, yeah, we're the, like, the real end of it, right? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, somewhere they say it in somewhere between 77 and 80. I mean, yeah. That, that puts us both in there. Born in 79. You're born with 77? 77. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're both in there. Uh, like I say, at the end of it. But Gen Xers, nonetheless. Our generation proudly killed racism in america yeah i think we agree i think we we uh we embraced um we black embraced culture, black culture hip-hop, in the 90s and black yeah. folk i mean just everything i think that that happened sure. and, and, and our black brothers and sisters from our age group mm-hmm. as well yeah that's that yeah you know mm-hmm. and and we growing up in the 90s and jackson was a great time i mean the city was starting to go down with some crime and stuff but race was not a thing i don't remember it for us right in terms of our social circles yeah, in the 90s now, circles i don't remember and, that at all right and, and being, and like, i don't want to I go mean, there it was, it was very integrated it, at least mine was i know yeah, i know i'm sure yours was too you yeah, know but absolutely i mean uh, one of my, my best friends still a brother you know mm-hmm. um marvell black dude um and i gotta name multiple others but you only have so many best friends and right right best friends and still still to this day and we don't agree on a lot of stuff politically but still my one of my best friends more like, again more like a brother and all the, the partying and the clubs and the music, mm-hmm. we embraced everything. I think and something sorry. happened. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll just say, you know, something happened. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was, our, I guess, our kids, Gen Xers' kids, somehow brought racism back. I think where it became like natural to us to integrate ourselves with you with black and white folks together, you know, in that kind of in the 90s, mm-hmm. where to them, it's now, it's like they're. It's it's more of like a virtue signal, you know. Like I don't think we were doing it to be like, "Hey, Clay, look, man, I got a bunch of black friends. This yep. is cool." Like we just that's what we did. We just hung out. Yeah. Everybody hung out together. I think now they're virtue signaling. They're just like, "Hey, look, we're the most woke we can be, or we're the most whatever post racial we can be." But as we were talking about during the break, we've tried to create this post racial society so much that now you've created an even more racist society <laughs> than you, you had, which is really ironic. Well, what you've done is you you've taken this. This is how Clay Edwards sees it. You've taken this black pride movement, this black excellence, black lives matter, you're taking all this, and you're force you're forcing it down people's throats so wide open that it's making people on the other side resent you. It's yeah. Like, it's like, I, I, this doesn't make sense to me. Everything's blackity, black, 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 but if I say white anything, I'm the bad guy. And, and again, my, my whole thing is you shouldn't say either one. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah, like we were just talking in the break. Like you said, like if I say I'm the white guy that does this and it sounds moronic, right? Like mm-hmm. why would I say that? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And, and I think, you know, there's a, I was watching this on, you know, I always love to talk about Bill Maher. I think it's a great show. And he had a segment on with Megyn Kelly and talking about how the schools were trying to ch- teach kids that they were, you know, the kids of oppressors. 
And that was the kind of thing that they were trying to push in like the New York City school system and those kinds of things. And I, it's like this is just like a, a thing that's happened over the last decade where we're trying to now say, okay, well, you know, you're born white kid, so you're obviously an oppressor, you're bad, and and you you need to be shamed for that. And that just didn't seem like that occurred before. It's like we saw our parents' generation, the one before them, as we agreed, yeah, that stuff was bad, right? Mm-hmm. Like that was not good stuff. And then our generation kind of said, okay, we, we don't have anything to do with that. Well, so it really goes back to that. It gives credence to this thing that people have been saying for a while. There's not enough real racism, so, real racism, so we got to fabricate some. Right. Yeah, I think that I think that certainly goes on where they're just like it's like they're hard, like some people are like, oh, I want to play off what you know all this stuff that happened in the past and let's create these situations. And I think you know we talk about this all the time the uh, the water plant fiasco here in. I think the national media loves to play that too, where they're like, "Oh God, Mississippi's a great target, right?" Because there's a bunch of racism there. Mm-hmm. So let's make it seem like everything they do has got to be deal with race. And where with the water stuff, the the fact of the matter was the mayor just didn't staff the plant. Now the pipes again. That's a different issue, yeah. whereas we talked about. But the plant wasn't. The plant was an incompetence issue, just plain and simple. Whether you're white or black, it was incompetent. Like, that is it. But the national media turned that into the, the racist state government and all this kind of stuff, which didn't really have anything to do with the actual specific issues at the plant and that they didn't focus on or they didn't report correctly. What, what really frustrates me is everything bad that happens to black people isn't because of racism. And that is the way it gets purported. Now, is if anything happens to somebody black, it had to have happened to them because of racism. Like, I, I know this whole George Floyd thing is very popular to say that he got killed by a white cop because that white cop was a racist. I just don't believe race played a part in that at all. I don't believe Derek Chauvin was a racist. He's just a bad cop and a, or a guy that had a bad moment. Right. And I don't believe that he went out and attacked George Floyd because he was black. George Floyd did some really dumb stuff that day and got himself killed. Well, I'm not going to say accident. he got himself. Like, I mean, well, I don't think. His, I, I okay. Here's where I'll swallowed like, an eight ball of, uh, of amphetamines and uh, fentanyl. He got himself killed. Chauvin should have got off him. I think we have to agree. Like, he should not have sat on him for that kind of distance of time. I mean, that well, length of time. All, all, all that aside, it still wasn't because of but, racism. But do I think? Well, I agree with you that do I think he was just a racist cop? No, I don't think that. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that either. I don't know that. I don't know. And I'd have to look back to the trial. Was there any evidence of him being some lifelong racist? I don't think that that there was. No. So no. Do I think that he acted wrongly with excessive force? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that that he did that. But I, was it? What is motivation? Race? I don't. I, I don't know that any evidence of that ever came out. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll agree on that part. Yeah, um, I, I think when you swallow an eight ball of amphetamines, well, that's not doesn't do a body good either, Clay. I'm not yeah, saying uh, that, but I'm yeah, just saying he shouldn't have been on him. You can for die, as long as he You're going to die easier than a normal man. Yeah, but whether I mean whether he had done, but whether he had taken eight ball of cocaine or shot himself up with some heroin or whatever he did, the fact of the matter is that the guy should have got off him. I mean, yeah. he should just should have got off him, and um, and and that that shouldn't have happened. Now again, why was was that motivated because of his race? I don't think so, from what I've read. Yeah. Now, unless there's someone who can point to me something that came out during the trial that he was a racist, but I don't know that anything ever did. Well, it, it, it pivoted America into this violent racist racial riots and all this thing because mm-hmm. it had to be about race because it was a black guy my point being everything bad that happens to black people ain't because they're black it's because somebody put themselves in a bad situation or just or just some ran into a bad guy or somebody there's bad people out there that do bad things to people and that just so happened to happen to somebody that was black but it ain't because of racism no i'm not all the time no yeah i agree not all but sometimes i know we you and i've discussed the trayvon martin case right over 10 years ago Mm -hmm. i think that situation did happen to him because he was black because that man zimmerman was told not to get out of his car the police were coming and he's following this kid who had he was black black who's going home 
And I don't think if the kid was was I think the kid was white, he probably wouldn't have done that. So I think there's situations where yeah, that does happen. It's not all every situation, but right. there are situations where it does happen. And I, I just love how Zimmerman became the original brown face <laughs> of white supremacy. He's just a jerk off, is <laughs> what I think. That's what I always said about him. Whatever he, I think isn't he isn't he um, Panamanian or something like that? Uh, he ain't white. I, th- I think he's I think he's Hispanic. Uh, the, the, uh, we'll agree or, he, or maybe he, his his father's white and his but it, whatever it is, he's just a jerk off. Like who was who was mad at his wife and it was a night. Well, I mean, have yeah. you ever been a night watchman volunteer? No. I've never driven around Bellhaven just pretending to be a night watchman. I would like to. I think I would like to, just particularly in Jackson, so I can hashtag save Jackson. Let's take a break. Gotcha. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Live here in the Clay Edwards Show dot com studios this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at lakeland glass and tent for all your home car business window tinting needs windshield and automotive glass replacement needs and vehicle wrap needs and also ceramic coating vehicles but hey man uh you know we talked to jason last week they're still hiring over there at lakeland glass and tent if you want to get a career not a job a career that within a couple years you could go from entry level to six figures a year if you grab that, uh, if you grab that brass ring and really put forth some effort, Lakeland Glass and Tent's the place to do it. Go over there and see Jason and the team, and apply. You, I think you can apply online at LakelandGlassandTent dot com. If you can't, give them a call six zero one nine four six one thousand. You can. I referred a bunch of friends to that site. Cool. Yeah, cool. Jason's a great, great businessman, great guy. He's a. Be a he I bet he'd be a wonderful person to work for. I, I'm sure. I mean, look. I'm in a great situation. I ain't changing jobs, but mm-hmm. you know, if I needed a job, that would, that, that would be it. I, and I love learning how to do new things. Yeah, you know, like you I mean, I can go learn how to wrap vehicles and learn how to tent windows and, and right. add, add another skill to my toolbox. Yeah, I know. Or Jason, if you need a corporate counsel and you need a you yeah. know just an in-house lawyer, I'd be happy to work for you. Look, great, <laughs> great people. And look, if you if you don't need a job, mm-hmm. uh, you need any of those uh the services they offer, man. <clears throat> Check them out. They're yep. having a big sale right now. They were Expels Dealer of the Year. Give them a call. Find out about the prices. It's not a Clay Edwards show special. I may have uh, been a little misleading last week if I said that. I do apologize. I said mention that you heard it on the Clay Edwards show. Uh, <clears throat> and ask them about their Dealer of the Year specials they currently have going on with Expel products. All right. LakelandGlassIntent.com, where quality matters. Man, let's read some of these texts real quick. Mm. As you can imagine, anytime you mention George Floyd, Hillary Clinton, or, or, and racism, or, yeah, 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 they're, they're going to be they're going to be pretty I'm well sure. pretty well lit up. Yeah. Um, uh, Lost sheep had a message, and this is a little off topic, but he goes, "Man, I missed the last few days of shows, but what else about the pearl car chase and the sixteens and a stolen jeep?" There's a, there's a fruitcake racist on Facebook always pulling the imaginary race card. I have an idea who that is. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, is that the guy who stalks us? I think no, so. Like, I, you know, I, the I, would, I would have to bet. Says, uh, uh, says that if those said if the people hadn't have been had been white, they wouldn't have chased them in Pearl. I just 100% disagree. Man, the, okay, let me give you a Pearl cop example. I've got you see my FJ Cruiser outside, right? Yeah. It is hard to tell if I'm wearing a seatbelt in that car, right? Mm-hmm. So I go to that, I've told you on the show before, I go to that grocery store in Pearl next to Harbor Freight all the time. Yeah. I've been pulled over twice in the same week by the Pearl police for not wearing a seatbelt. I have a seatbelt on. You just can't see it from that car. And if you don't wear it, anybody knows a Toyota, that buzzings or yeah. dinging sound never goes off. 
the police have the pro police have harassed me. Now I'm a white dude. Yeah. Not having a, they don't think my. I think they harass everybody equally. Is my point. Having been a victim of that twice in a week. Look, so. I, I hate repetitive noises, dings, ticks, yeah. clicks, anything like. Oh, that. I'm always wearing a seatbelt. I mean, exactly. it wasn't. I was like, dude, I'm like, get in the car, and listen to the dinging sound. That's what I told the guy. Exactly, because they don't stop anymore. It ain't like just two or three times and it quits. My my car, my girlfriend don't wear her seatbelt. I had to beg her to put it on so I quit the dinging. I'm like, please, for the love of God, put your seatbelt yeah, on. That's, oh. that's my point, though. I think the poor police will chase. I don't think they care who you are. They're going after you. I mean, this, I mean that's uh, that's what it seems to be that they're that they're that that type. So, uh, all right, so yeah, absolutely, they are equal opportunity yeah. with us. Uh, yeah, I think they just like going after folks. It kind of seems. I mean, because they're the ones involved. In, I'm not saying it's not legitimate. I just mean that they're. You know, they're chasing folks. Uh, lost Sheep follows up, so I take it you know who Tasty Keith is. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly. Uh, yeah. When you said fruitcake, yeah. uh, fruitcake on, on, racist on on Facebook, I knew exactly who you were talking about. He is an absolute level five stalker mm-hmm. psychopath. And if Tasty's following Donald good, Trump's— good, good morning, Tasty, and we know you're listening. Tasty's following Donald Trump's defamation trial. See, that's a lawsuit, and you can be sued for defamation. You can be. So, and you're going to be. Just a, just a, just a warning. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Unknown texture says if Floyd followed the cops' orders, he would still be alive. That is uh that is factual. Teddy says, I know journalists won't like this, but we should make it illegal to publish mass shooter names. Quit giving them their fifteen minutes of fame, and I think we will see a shootings decrease. I, I disagree. Yeah. I don't think any of that's gonna change crazy. And I like to mention these folks' names because I think it's important to shame them. And ridicule them. But that is just my personal opinion on that. I'm not saying I'm right. I know it's a popular stance to say we don't need to say their names and uh, we don't need to give them the glory that they're, they're pursuing. But I don't believe that it's glory. Yeah, I mean, and do, I mean, and they're and they're dead. So yeah. really at that point, most of the time, right? These yeah. guys are dead most, most of the time. time. Yeah. So, um, unknown texture. What about the video evidence of January 6th showing the Capitol Police opening the doors? Yeah, I, look. Uh, no offense to anybody that, that replied into that. I'm just not going to go down the January just, 6th rabbit hole. I was just making a, a broader point that I understand, right. regardless of what happened that day, because I'm on y'all's side. I understand why people get mad enough to do, if it was, I, which I don't even believe it was an insurrection. I'm just saying, if it was, I understand what pushes people to that. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Uh, let we got about three minutes left. I, I'm hesitant to jump too deep into anything. I want to just say this. Um, Guys, we had Zeno on the show a few weeks ago. It's his mom was mom and stepdad were murdered by James Williams III and, de- and chopped up and put into a garbage cans and taken out to shallow parking, Brandon. It's happened in South Jackson. Is this the one where the guy's a juvenile? He was a juvenile. Okay. And, and, I and they I gave briefly him about two it. life sentences. And, you know, the Supreme Court said you can't give life sentences to minors without the chance of parole. Right, right. Sure. That does not mean the parole board had to release him. That did was they, not, did that they was end not up releasing di- him? Or? They're going to. Okay. That was not a directive. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, it just meant that you, did, you, you could. And I'm just disgusted that in the state of Mississippi, this was not ever intended to, to let murderers and sexual offenders out. You know, this is absolutely asinine that we're going to let this guy out. Yeah, you know the um, man. That's kind of it's kind of an interesting thing, and I'm not as familiar with what the parole board does in terms of how they weigh these things. But I will say this: 
prior to 1995, you were parole eligible on a murder, I believe, after 10 years. You served 10 years. Now, this, of course, changed in 95. They they did that truth in sentencing kind of level of the country in response to the 1980s. And yeah. we all know that stuff, you know, kind of all the criminal justice reform that we've had now 30 years later almost. Um, and they changed that. So when I was prosecuting, if you got murder, you got, you got convicted of murder, you're, you're going there for life, right? That's just the way it was. But prior to 1995, it was not that way. Now I think they've changed that. And I don't know exactly after I got out, I think they've, they've revamped what they consider, you know, what, how much time you're going to serve for a murder. I think maybe it's, might be 85%. I'll have to double check that, but I know they changed it around 2015-ish. Yeah. So, I think uh so this this murder that you're talking about happened in what year? It's it's been 22, 23 years. Okay. Years Early aughts, right? Yep. And, and and look, I do not have a problem with the possibility of parole. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. For you know, I'm just saying some things you can't come back from. I think killing two people Intentionally, so he killed two people intentionally. He, he killed two people. Okay. His, his his stepmom and his dad. Yeah, and this is Zeno's stepbrother. So steps reverse. There it'd be his stepdad and mom versus stepmom and mm-hmm. dad. It was the killer's stepmom and dad. Okay. He he tried to kill him for about a week with rat poison. That wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So he shoots them both. Okay. Then he cuts them up and puts them in garbage bags, garbage cans. Drives them out to. Rankin County to Shallow Park, leaves them there. Bro, I don't care if you were 16, 17, 15, 12, 18, 17, and one day shy being 18 or 100 years old. Mm-hmm. You don't come back from some things. Yeah. There, there, you can, God can forgive you. We don't have to. I mean, if you kill two people, it seems like you need to take the big ride, right? I mean, that's just yeah, kind and, of the way it goes. Exactly. And the fact that he only didn't because he was a minor. How old was he at the time? 17? 17. Somewhere. Okay. So, or maybe maybe 15, 16. I don't remember. So I want to say it was, seven, it was 17. Isn't like Luke Woodham up for parole or was recently or something? Yeah, he'll never get it either. I don't, uh, I'll, well, I'll, I would have said that before this. Right. You know, this parole board is obviously smoking crack. Yeah, I mean, what, so what is their reasons why they're thinking? Is it because he was a minor? That was the only reason? Well, they say, you know, he's, he's paid his dues. He's, he's, a, he's a model prisoner. He's, he's running the prison ministries and... This, that, and the other. Yeah. Well, he he can run the prison ministry from within the prison. Right. Right. That would seem like a good place to be there, boots on ground, to uh, to convert folks. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was. So he was actually convicted of a double murder. Yeah. I mean, you know, I could see in a situation he didn't where plead it was like, down. It was double right. murder. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I could see like in a manslaughter situation, which the Macklin that's only twenty years, but yeah, and this is premeditated. Less, but, yeah, I mean, like a deliberate design murder, but All right. that let's, is rough. Let's it's take tough. a break real quick. Call your parole board folks, not your parole board folks. Call your state representatives. Some of them ain't on here, and uh, call the parole board. Email the parole board. I mean, this is real talk here. You don't want to kill them back in the community. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show to land the plane for the day. Sean, thank you yep. for joining us again today. Man, we went places we didn't know we were going to go again. So. No, we, we have a bunch of stuff to talk, <laughs> to talk about Friday. Got a whole legal pad here. I, know, I, know, down. I got all my notes over here on Evernote ready to go for Friday. <laughs> uh, look, I got all your texts, guys. I appreciate all of you. Uh, sorry if I didn't get you. Uh, Greg, Taylor, everybody. Um, I, I do want to read one text out the door here that I just got. <clears throat> Apparently somebody telling me I don't read the Bible. It says, uh. You don't read your Bible, Clay. If you don't forgive, God won't forgive you. Well, that's going to be between me and God. Yeah. That's going to be between me and God. And uh, he, uh, it, it ain't me that uh, whose parents he killed. 
you know, either. So I'm talking about this case in particular. Well, you know, I prosecute a lot of cases where somebody was murdered and the family would forgive them after the trial all the time. Didn't didn't preclude them from being sentenced for it, though. See you tomorrow. Right. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.